0: Can Odell Beckham finishes the top wide receiver in 2019. Where should Le'Veon Bell be selected in the first round? And we settled the I got five on it board in our season seven finale. Plus the FFPC 750 number three dynasty champion Ken Ford talks free agency with us as well as how he has been so successful in the football guys players championship and the main event over the years as well. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Wake your hands, everybody, if you've got what it takes.
1: Cause I'm rep and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break.
0: Hey, thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, where should you select Antonio Brown this season? And we'll settle up our I Got Five on it wagers for the 2018 year. Plus, Ken Ford drops in to talk about his latest high-stakes Dynasty Championship, his read on Tevin Coleman and the rest of the Niners running backs and more. Shout-out to the chat room right now. Post your questions you might have in there. And if you have anything for us, get them in the chat room. Get them on the Twitter. Get them in the emails. Our producer and mutual friend Robin, and our audio engineer Bryce will do their best to get them to us in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. A couple of housekeeping notes before uh, we get going here tonight. Uh, Dynasty Orphans available at MyFFPC.com. And Dave, uh, Dizzle. you're just telling me right before the show started, we are down to nine. Count them, nine. How many teams? Nine
2: teams <laughs> left
0: at uh, in the uh, Dynasty Orphans. Is that correct?
2: All on sale. And there's actually some solid teams in there for uh, good prices.
0: All right. So if you saw the FFPC email today, one of them was in there. I'm not sure if that one sold. Uh, we've been tweeting out the Dynasty Orphans of the day. Those have been selling fast. And uh, you can get good deals on these. Remember, they're not necessarily terrible teams, uh, but they are teams that the, the previous owner needs to step away for whatever reason work, money, family. Me, whatever. Jail time. Jail time. I mean, everything gets in the way. So, uh, <laughs> check those out at myffpc.com. Best ball, super flex, and double ups. Obviously, all available at myffpc.com and more. I just noticed this uh, today, Dave. We have more dynasty startups forming as well.
2: Yeah, from 77 to 500, and a lot of formats. Now we have super flex, best ball, super flex, and best ball separately. And uh, just your standard leagues as well, so uh, check those out. Check those out. They're actually filling pretty quickly. MyFFPC.com. Are they really
0: filling quickly? When's the next one draft? Is there anything that's open that's drafting this weekend?
2: Not this weekend, but next Saturday. Next weekend, okay. And they probably should all fill, I would guess.
0: Okay. Well, and they'll fill... If you want to jump into them, myffpc.com. Check that out. Uh, coming up on uh, tonight's show. Actually, I already mentioned that. So let's get to uh, tonight's guest, ladies oh, thank and gentlemen. God. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. Doing a Dave Gurry's like a solid, Instead of uh, of uh, starting the show six minutes after the top of the hour, we're going to start four minutes tonight uh, after the top of the hour. Let's bring in tonight's guest. He's won two high stakes contests in 2007. He won the Pay the Fan uh, competition, where he was presented the winning check by one of his all-time NFL favorites, Terry Bradshaw at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. He also won the NFFC Classic Championship in 2013 and finished in the money there several times. He's won his individual league's Several times in the FFPC main event and Dynasty leagues and Football Guys Players Championship since 2010, capturing Dynasty titles twice and numerous finishes in the money as well. There, please welcome into the show, making his debut on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. It is Ken Ford. Thanks so much for stopping by this week, Ken. We really appreciate it, man. Hey, Aloha,
1: guys. Happy to How's be here. On? Good, good. I got to ask you.
0: Well, you're very welcome, and, and we're, we're, we thank you for coming on this week. i got to ask you, you know, we're coming up, uh, what is this, March 15th, the Ides of March today. Ken, are you in full-blown dynasty mode? Are you knee-deep, wading through all the rookies that you are going to be selecting your dynasty drafts? Have you gone that deep yet? Are you still sort of like, ah, let's, let's, let's let the pundits weigh in a couple more weeks before uh, I get engrossed in the rookies? Where are you at in your dynasty prep so far, young man?
1: I think I'm uh, I'm pretty well into it. Uh, I'm still looking at the rookies quite a bit. There's a lot of information there, obviously, with the combine just happening not too long ago, uh, kind of soaking all that up and, and factoring that in to listening to what the pundits have to say and, and kind of roll all that up and, and kind of making up my own mind as far as who, who drafts and, and who to skip. Um, you know, obviously, with the FFPC dynasty, you know, the rookie drafts, you've got all those free agents out there as well. So, uh, you know, looking at and seeing what's going to be out there available as as players get dropped from teams, looking for those diamonds in the rough. Uh, I've managed to find a few of those over the years, and it's not always about the rookies. No, definitely
0: not, and especially with the FFPC drafts with the short dynasty benches, you can certainly stumble on some free agents that will be a difference maker or will be difference makers in winning a, a, an FFPC high-stakes dynasty title, which you are uh, well acclimated to, my friend. Before we get into that, we'll try to get into some of the rookies tonight. We want to get into the free agency with you quite a bit. Before we do that, can you tell us, when you're not winning FFPC dynasty leagues, Ken, what are you doing for
1: a living? Well, I've been working in the IT field for 20 plus years, so that uh, you know, my my world's all about tech. And uh it actually suits me well uh, with uh with fantasy football. I'm a very data-driven guy and that that works out really well for fantasy football. And uh so yeah, I am a tech guy, I'm a nerd, uh, I don't wear glasses, but uh I'd probably look just fine wearing them. <laughs> so Ken, so when you first started in fantasy, you were
2: you were like, "You know what?" I'm gonna kick all these guys' asses. I know what I'm doing. I've got Lotus One Two Three. That <laughs> Lotus.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that you you dated me just about right there with the Lotus One Two Three reference. Yes. God, that brings me back. That, so, like, remember, oh,
2: loading, loading. Can you please load the page?
1: I, you <laughs> know,
0: I I have this you know, and and this is you know when I was a kid, um, I didn't, you know, my, and it's not that my parents didn't allow me to have a video game system. We just we just never really did because we had um. We had like these IBM PCs that we played all our video games on.
2: I figured maybe you two generations behind or whatever. Like, well, no, not no did okay. you have, to have a joystick or did you have to use the like no, up down thing. Exactly, up oh, down, that was no the worst, joystick, right?
0: no. Jo- I, because I didn't know. You score it all. No, Dave, I didn't know any better. <laughs> I didn't know what it was like with a joystick. Now, for a span of like five or six years in my at my pre-adolescence, my pre-teen years, my parents on my birthday every year would let me rent a uh, regular uh, original classic NES system with like five games or whatever for the weekend. We will eventually
2: ask you questions about fantasy. So I'm just getting this this out right now. I'll
0: keep you longer. So that's what, that's what, (laughs) what they would let me do. And I was like, oh, this is great. But after, like, five days, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of sick of this. You know, I want to get back to my computer games that I play year-round that sure. I'm used to or whatever. And my dad would have all the software programs that he bought, like, the boxes for him on a shelf right by the computer. Yeah. And I always remember Lotus was one of them. there's yeah. There's Lo- there DOS. Oh, yeah. We had Lotus and DOS and and C++ when, like, the oh, yeah. Internet started getting, you know, like, oh, my gosh, there's something here.
2: That's still a code, by Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, listen,
0: <laughs> some, things, some things never die. Um, speaking of some things never die, Dave, The the news cycle in the NFL, and we were bombarded with a ton of moves this week. Let's talk about the headliner with Ken.
2: Well, the headliner heading into tonight, at least. So we're going to talk about uh, Odell Beckham. He got signed by the Browns. How do you see it affecting the fantasy value of Jarvis Landry and David Njoku, big, you know, important player for FFPC guys? Uh, What do you think? And and you have
1: both those players on your 750 number
2: three team. Is that correct?
1: I do. I have both Landry and Njoku. Uh, You know, I picked up Njoku out of the the, uh, rookie draft. And, um, you know, it uh, it's a big step up, obviously, for, for the Browns to get OBJ. And, and I think, you know, he's easily going to soak up the, the lion's share of the targets there. Uh, I think, you know, for Landry, it actually might help him because I, I don't think he's really suited to be the number one wide receiver, which is the way they tried to use him last season. Uh, so I think for him as, as, you know, going back to that, that dedicated number two slot guy, uh, I could see him still being a, a quality, you know, PPR receiver in fantasy. Uh for, for Njoku. You know, I had hopes hopes for him to make a move up into the you know the upper echelon of tight ends. You know, it's a bit of a wasteland in fantasy once you get past the, the top three tight ends. Um you know, we'll see. I, I you know I think he still has potential to be a, a, a strong red zone threat. But uh, I think uh, he probably takes the bigger hit from OBJ. I think uh, OBJ is a pretty big red zone target himself. And uh, I think that's going to detract from from Njoku. But, again, tight end is such a wide-open position. Once you get past the top three, I think he'll still end up being a quality tight end. David
2: Njoku is... Still, only 22 years old.
1: Turns 20. Oh, really? Years old. He, yeah,
2: he was super, wow. super young. Wow. You know team. what?
1: I forgot
0: about that. You're right. He was super young coming into the NFL. Um, boy, that's that's crazy. And you know, think about this too. Like, well, as Ken just astutely pointed out, like David and could have, like, if you draft him, he could have a a quote unquote disappointing season and still be like a top six, top seven tight end. You know what I mean? Given given the what we're, what we're dealing with in tight end in the NFL right now.
2: When you have to look at Mayfield too, because Mayfield. He has such a fantastic rookie season. He is going to be a superstar quarterback. If he throws for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns to go around in that offense, and Njoku's going to have to get some of those. Well, I, I, Cleveland Browns are going to be a compelling team to, that we will be talking about over the course
0: of the, the next few months here on this show, and we'll definitely get into the Mayfield hype as well. I, I, let's shift uh, to the West Coast here, Ken? Uh, the same team that you have, your your 750 number three championship team. Which, by the way, congratulations on 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 winning that league. Uh, you have Jared McKinnon on that team now. The the Niners, you're very welcome. The Niners just signed Tevin Coleman to, I believe, it was a two year. I knew it was initially reported ten million dollars. I think it that, that's come down to eight and a half million on that. Um, how do you how how do you uh, and, and this is by the way Tevin Coleman, a guy who played under Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta, so he's very familiar with them. How do you deal with with the Niners running back situation? And, and feel free to attack this question via redraft, via dynasty, whatever you want. I'm just kind of curious how you think the the um, the, the workload will be split between McKinnon, between Coleman, and between Breida
1: uh, out there in the Bay Area. Yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I, I think um, you know them signing Coleman and him coming from you know having played with Shanahan previously, he's familiar with that offense. Uh, I think he fits well in that offense. It it really muddies the waters there quite a bit. Uh, I had hope for McKinnon to, to maybe be an RB3 with RB2 upside, but uh, at this point I'm kind of downgrading my expectations for him. You know, he's probably a flex play with, with upside, and it may be one of those week-to-week things that you're never quite sure – you know, what you're going to get from him. I mean, we'll have to pay attention in the preseason to see how, how you know, they're using those backs. Uh, with Breida, I think he's a quality player, but, you know, he has a lot of trouble staying healthy. So there's a there's a strong chance you're going to get, you know, a, a two-way uh, between Coleman and uh, McKinnon uh, with, you know, maybe McKinnon getting the, the higher share of the, the you know, PPR receptions. So value him, you know, a little higher in the PPR league for sure. Uh it, it, it hurts me. It, you know, once again, my my dynasty players taking a hit because of free agency. Um, you know, that's it's a tough one. I, I was kinda counting on McKinnon coming back this year and, and maybe being a, a big part of that backfield. But uh you know, right now I'm I'm just kind of downgrading my expectations just a little bit. Dave
0: Darren Armani from fantasy You can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Mojo. He was kind enough
1: to uh send me
0: the updated ADP data for FFPC leagues that have drafted since sort of like the the storm has quieted on free agency this year. Now, it's an extremely small sample size, as you are well aware. There's not a ton of drafts where um, we can use use this. But I will say right now, uh, Tevin Coleman going at the 604 in FFPC best balls right now with um, Jarek McKinnon going at the 506. So I think um, you're going to see McKinnon maybe come down a little bit, Coleman go up a little bit. But I don't know if there's going to be a ton of variation beyond that. And quite frankly, maybe what we see is both of those guys going down in ADP where you're just like, you know what, I, I don't want to deal with either one of these guys. I'm going to let them slip and, and go with wide receiver, tight end, or a different running back. That's certainly something to be paying attention to. But that's where we're at right now as, uh, as far as San Francisco goes. I want to have you ask this next question uh, to Ken because it deals with a Carolina receiver that I think you haven't necessarily been hyping up. Um, in this off season, but I think a guy that that
2: I'm, I'm pissed about him because I can't get him anywhere. And, and, and I drafted him in a few weeks right? And then I cut him because I didn't he wasn't doing anything. It's
0: Curtis Samuel. It's a guy that you you've said people should pay attention to, and um, there was an interesting. I'm so mad. With, they lost Evan Funches
2: Well, they didn't lose him.
0: Well, I mean, they let him go to free agency. He's <laughs> he's like, in Indianapolis it's like losing, right now, <laughs> like
2: losing a purse you don't want anymore.
0: All right. Well, I will let you talk <laughs> to Ken about, about Curtis Samuel. Not that though.
2: I have a purse or anything, but.
0: It's a, it's a, uh,
2: only on Sundays. It's European church.
0: It's European.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we're talking about Curtis Samuel. You have him on your team. Uh, Funchess is gone. He looks like he's the clear number two. What do you think of Curtis Samuel? And actually uh, before I, you know, I like him. So I'm going to give you my opinion first and then I'll let you answer. He actually, one thing to point out, he had a 2.914 phenom score top in his class in 2017. Per, really? Per road of his. Just you had a Juju Smith-Schuster who came in second. But, uh, what do you think about Samuel?
1: Yeah, I actually like Samuel a lot. Um, I, I have him on on this team. I actually traded for him yesterday on one of my other uh, dynasty teams. Sorry, sorry to say, I was successful in trading uh, for him. Um, it. Uh, I think. I <laughs> nice think he job. has a great. <laughs> thank you. I, I think he has a great shot at, uh, at certainly being a strong wide receiver too on that team. Uh, I think DJ Moore is the guy from from the receiving core, uh, and of course you've got you know all those passes going to the running backs but um i think samuel's going to be a guy who's got a huge huge upside uh you know it, it's he it even takes handoffs out of the backfield right and he's a big big threat with that as well so i i have a lot of hope for him uh i i think um you know with that offense we'll see how cam newton comes back this year but uh i i think you know the potential for him to to get you some really big games it, it may not be consistent week to week but i think he's one of those guys that uh, you plug him in at a flex and and there are going to be certain weeks where you say, man, I'm so glad I started him.
0: Ken Ford joining the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight with Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzek, Ken, a former uh, six-figure High Stakes Fantasy Football winner, a national contest uh, fantasy football winner, and, of course, uh, winner at the FFPC Dynasty uh, level Football Guys Players Championship and FFPC main event uh, as well. Uh, I would say, Ken, one of the more... Uh, interesting conversations that I don't think we're talking much about, and that's probably due to free agency. It's probably due to the combine and the upcoming NFL draft. But Todd Gurley, man, I don't think the Rams could be more any more cryptic than, than they have been thus far, really not saying anything about his knee. Is there arthritis there? Is there something serious there? They're not really saying. What's your read on him in the uh, as far as the Rams go right now? And it, when you look at in FFPC drafts right now, and I, I know I referenced this earlier, and I'll tell you right now that since Uh, free agency has gone off. Todd Gurley has slipped in drafts, but only to the one Oh six. Is he, is he looking like a bust at that point right now
1: in the drafting
0: season to you? Or is there some value there? How do you read this Gurley situation with the Rams?
1: Uh, I think for me, you know, probably not as, as down on him as, as a lot of people are. I mean, there's certainly some red flags there with the way he ended the season and uh, the rather cryptic way the Rams have handled, handled the injury. Um, I think for me at this point in time, you know, I probably wouldn't draft him one overall. Uh I'd probably, you know, bump him behind Zeke and, and Barkley, but I'd still say he's probably my number 3 running back uh from a draft standpoint until until I get information that, you know, changes my mind. Uh there's just so much so much the love there when he's playing and when he's healthy. Uh my guess is they probably will lighten his workload a bit next year, but I I can't, you know, I can't see unless there really is something serious wrong with that knee, I can't see them taking a huge amount of work away from him. Uh he's just such a big part of that offense. So uh you know, for me I think at one six I'd be pretty happy to take him there.
0: Dave, you agree with that? Would you take him at the one oh six? I think you have a little bit more trepidation.
2: I think I'm a little bit more nervous. As far as in redraft we're talking right. about. Right, redraft, yeah. Uh I'm looking at going below. I'm thinking going more zero R B this year, although I will take an R B early. Um so at that point I might be looking at Receivers, But, I mean, it's tough to pass on Gurley. I think I might be – at this. if I was drafting right now, I probably would not take Gurley at 106.
0: I can't remember if we talked about this on the show last week, but we can bring it up to, tonight since we have such an accomplished uh, Dynasty player on the show. Dave, Wasp guy in the chat room, who we love, wants to know what you traded Gurley for in the in the one Dynasty league you did move him in uh, thus far. And as I remember, it was a blockbuster that you moved him in.
2: Well, I don't know about that, but, I mean, it was – this was before Beckham got traded, right? I, uh, it was Gurley and Julio for Beckham, Aaron Jones, and Kenny Galladay. And actually, I'm sorry, Gurley, Julio, and a 2022nd actually. So next year's second round
0: pick, along with Todd Gurley and Julio Jones, that's and, and what you I, sent.
2: And I was trying to get younger. My team actually was is, was getting a little long in the tooth. Very long in the tooth. I was trying to do a minor rebuild. and I don't know if, who knows if it's working or not, but. Um, well, you yeah, get a so,
0: 26-year-old yeah, receiver in yeah, Odell Beckham.
2: Beckham, Aaron Jones. You, Aaron so we'll Jones, see, who's he, still super young. Yeah, he's young, but we'll see how, how he turns out. And then out
0: Kenny Galladay, another uh, –
2: decent prospect, and we'll see how he turns right. so out. You know, I, Jones and Galladay are a little bit hit or miss, but
0: – You have to feel okay about that trade right now.
2: I feel all right about it because after the Beckham trade, I feel better about it.
0: Right, exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm totally with you uh, on that as well. Um, you know, we talked about Beckham. We talked about Gurley. What about Antonio Brown, Dave? Because we haven't touched on him yet.
2: Yeah, we haven't talked much about Antonio Brown. He's going in around the second round, late second round FFPC draft so far. That's super cheap for a guy with 110 receptions a year. But he's now having the better of the cars throwing to him. The eyeliner one, the Maybelline sponsored. I I thought both of them had eyeliner. That's true. They might. Yeah. Um, Where would you grab him now, or would you grab him? I guess
1: only one of them's admitted to it.
2: Let's draft him. Right. Who likes these questions? Draft him now. He's (laughs) member of the Raiders.
1: Yeah, Antonio Brown, I, you know, so first of all, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Steelers fan, so so it's very painful to see what's going on with the Steelers right now. Um, you know, Antonio Brown going to the Raiders, um, I, you know, I, late second, early third is probably where I'm at with him right now. I mean, it's such a big downgrade in the, in the offense that he's going to and the talent that's around him there. I think he's still going to get a ton of targets. Um, but I got to think the efficiency is going to go down, and, and you know, touchdown production. I mean, we'll see where that where that uh, that plays out. But um, yeah, he's still going to be a top wide receiver, no doubt. Uh, uh, is he top five? Probably not. You know, based on where he's playing. Um, but I could certainly, you know, I certainly still see him in top ten, top twelve, uh, easy.
0: Yeah, and again, I, I said this, it was a small sample size that we're working with, but prior to the trade to the Raiders, Antonio Brown was going at the 210 in FFPC best balls. Now, that is one spot behind Juju Smith-Schuster, who was going at the 209. Now, again, limited sample size, but right now they're both going at the 208. So Antonio Brown, technically, Dave, has actually moved up two spots right. in FFPC ADP since his move to the Raiders. Dave, do you think there's any, and Ken, feel free to weigh in on this, do you think there's any um, truth to the fact uh, – this is something that you brought up, and I call it the, uh, the, the uh, DeLome theory. When Jake DeLome <laughs> was throwing – This is your theory? No, this is your theory. <laughs> oh. You just never named it. Oh, thank you. Um, this, a name or where so. you want a receiver that plays with a capable quarterback but not a really good quarterback, because really good quarterbacks are able to spread the ball around, hit the open receiver – Uh, capable quarterbacks tend to lock on to a particular receiver. Young quarterbacks you see this with a lot. Part of the reason Steve Smith was so good for fantasy was because Jake DeLome, not a great quarterback, but he was able to lock on to Steve Smith, and he got a a buttload of targets every single year. Um, Are you of the opinion that Derek Carr might actually, I'm asking you, Dave, right now, and, and Ken, feel free to weigh in on this. I'm asking you, Dave, is Derek Carr closer to Jake DeLome uh, rather than what Ben Roethlisberger was last year, the Antonio Brown, where he had uh, Juju Smith Schuster to spread the ball around to. Whereas in Oakland, I mean, yeah, there's Tyrell Williams and JJ Nelson, but let's face it, it's Antonio Brown.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, what concerns me about Carr is that he could never do that with Amari Cooper, but Cooper is not the same receiver as Brown. Brown actually gets open, and maybe Carr is one of those quarterbacks who really needs to see the, the, the player getting open, right? He doesn't just throw it up to a big guy when he's, when he's being covered. And so I, I am hopeful a little bit in that regard. I might draft Antonio Brown in some spots. I, I think he, he's going to do all right. Ken,
0: I know you said end of the second, early third for Antonio Brown. Um, it, is the target share, is the fact that he should get more balls thrown his way than he did last year in Pittsburgh, is that enough to make up for the fact that he won't be playing on as dynamic of, a, of an offense that, that the Steelers had in 2018?
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm really concerned about that offense. I mean, they were pretty underwhelming last year. Uh, I think everybody's still trying to figure out what John Gruden's plan is for that team, um, and you know, with with the players that are around him, there's no there's no Le'Veon Bell to to or or James Conner to pull away. You know, defensive backs on the run game, uh, the receivers he's playing with. There's no Juju Smith-Schuster on that team. Um, I, you know the defensive backs are, you know, going to focus on him you know, much more than they could at, at Pittsburgh. Uh, not that they weren't paying attention to him; they certainly were. But you know, he's he's it as far as that offense is concerned. Take him away, and um, you know, I think I think he's going to struggle a little bit. Uh, not again. I think he's still going to be a top top receiver in this league in fantasy for sure. Uh, I just don't see him matching the success he had at Pittsburgh. All right,
2: now I have a very important question, and Ken is a perfect player to ask. All right. Just today, just today, I got an email. I'm going to read this email from. uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but it from an FFPC player. No, it's not. It's from an agent, Antonio Brown. His his marketing agent. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not kidding.
0: (laughs) You got this email from Antonio Brown. It's
2: Antonio Brown's agent follow-up. Okay. Okay. And originally, you know, it was like you know he's talking about Antonio Brown, maybe you know, it's being sponsored by FFPC, whatever. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, hope all is well. Just touching base case. Anything has changed or is an opportunity. You think you want to do in Vegas, which will be Antonio's new home soon enough. Now, Ken, I just looked at your account. You've never been live to our Vegas event. If we paid Antonio Brown some money, would you come and and, and hang out with Antonio Brown for about, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And party? Sure. we wouldn't be partying, but <laughs> There you go. <laughs> all right, so uh, you know I'm still Steelers
1: Homer, and, and, and he's such a successful player for the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I'd do that. All right. All
2: right.
0: Well, so, all right once so, a member <laughs> of the black and gold, always a member of the black all and right, gold. So that, When his agent, he's yeah. asking
2: for 50 grand. Yeah, so 50 grand probably is what he's asking for. So that that's about a thousand bucks are, worth. Are right, we? Of, I, of Ken's, Although Ken would have entered no. anyway online. Are he we not even help him. Maybe we, maybe we could
0: pass around a hat at at, at, uh, at, uh, um, at charge, Planet Hollywood. Charge
2: a cover like if you're seeing Bullet Boys or Warrant at a local bar.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I think these are all That's, things we can explore here. Ken,
2: thanks for the answer. I appreciate that. Ken Ford, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hanging
0: out with us in the high-stakes fantasy football hour, a former FFPC Dynasty Football Guys Players Championship and Main Event League winner uh, joining us tonight. Certainly uh, happy to have you. We are talking about uh, Antonio Brown, let's keep it with Pittsburgh and the new guys they have there. Dante Moncrief gets signed by the Steelers. Ken, they already have James Washington, who was a high draft pick last year by Pittsburgh. Are either of those guys on your radar as breakouts now that Brown is not going to be catching balls from Ben Roethlisberger in 2019?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Moncrief, uh, Moncrief is interesting because, you know, obviously there's a ton of targets there to, to, to you know, somebody's got to catch that now that Antonio Brown is gone. Um, Moncrief, you know, a, a bit okay last year, but he's playing, you know, the, the offense he was in last year at Jacksonville, it was just just dreadful. So um, you know, I, I I'm interested to see what he can do with, with a with a higher quality offense. So so yeah, I think he's somebody I I might look at in, in later rounds as as a target. Um as far as James Washington, uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh he had pretty disappointing uh rookie season. Uh, so I'll be curious to see him in preseason to see if, you know, it looks like he's maybe taking a step forward and adjusting to the NFL game. Um, but, yeah, I think both those guys, there's definite interest there, probably more so in Moncrief at this point. But uh, we'll see what Washington can show. All
0: right, I'm with you. It makes total sense.
1: I'm not
2: talking about Dante Moncrief anymore.
0: Why is that? <laughs>
2: I've, I've, talk, I've told you he sucks Dave, for years Dave, now. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Dave. All right? That's it.
0: Catching passes from... Um,
2: blah, 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 blah. It's the same... Has where, Moncrief never had a good uh, quarterback? Let's, hold on, hold let's on. Let's look at Moncrief's prior quarterbacks. Andrew Luck? Hold and, on. And where, where was he last year? Okay, no, granted, that wasn't as good, but okay. Dante <laughs> Moncrief, FFPC
0: ADP, twenty-two twelve. You've got to look at him there. In fact, I'm... I i do not
2: have to do anything. I'm gobbling him free up there. Country. country.
0: I'm gobbling him up there. The, <laughs> in the 22nd round? Freezing. Give me a break. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I You know, not, to, right, not to keep poking open wounds, but let's talk about another former Steeler here, Dan. Why are we
2: talking about all Steelers tonight? Well, there's a lot of... This is, this I is... mean, it's not like Tyreek Hill is in the news. We're going to talk about Tyreek right. Hill. Don't worry about that. All right. Ken, I have a, I have a question about a former Steeler, Le'Veon Bell. He's now Le'Veon on the Bell. JTS Jets, Jets, Jets. How much do his numbers change running the... You know, we ask you all these questions, like, you know, you're supposed to have a definitive answer. So we need a definitive
1: <laughs> answer. How much do his numbers change
2: running the ball? The Jets, as opposed to the Steelers. Uh, I,
1: um, I, you know, that's a, that's such a step down from where he was. Uh, going to that offense, uh, which which you know, there's some there's some promise there. I think you know, Darnold is going to be in his second year. Uh, he's he showed some flashes last year. Um, I, maybe the biggest concern for me is is the head coach in, in Gase coming from from Miami. Uh, that, that team just really underachieved from an offensive standpoint. I think, you know, he couldn't figure out how to use Kenyon Drake uh, in Miami. Uh, I think they run, you know, the fewest or close to the fewest plays uh, per game from, from an offensive standpoint. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be very difficult for him to match what he did in Pittsburgh or even come close to it. Uh, his style of running, you know, we'll see how it fits in that offense and, you know, you know, that offensive line, you know, I think they improved a little bit in free agency, but uh, they're nowhere near what the Steelers can offer. So uh, it's, it's honestly, Le'Veon's not somebody I'm targeting this year. Uh, I'll let somebody else take a chance on him. I I just, you know, big red flags for me. Interesting points. I like that actually. Uh, Are you, are you of the same opinion? We're going to let somebody else take Le'Veon Dave?
2: You know, I was actually, I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I'm, so I'm letting Ken influence me early on here. I kind of like his take. Like okay. So, no. I, have, I, don't, have, I, I okay. don't have any take of my own because I'm still formulating opinions, but I like Ken's take. I like okay. That. All right. So uh, that's definitely shifted your, uh, well, not shifted because I don't know how you. How I, you own him, I own him in two dynasty leagues. I'm not trying to sell him or anything like that. I'm, I'm fine owning him. But if someone made it really a really nice a nice offer, I probably would look at it. Going at the 106
0: currently in FFPC best ball leagues uh, as far as that goes right now. So yeah, yep. I mean, got, okay. Let me ask you this: Who would you rather take, Dave, uh, levy and Bell, or Todd Gurley? You'd probably take rather rather take Bell. I
2: would take Gurley still. Really? Yeah.
0: Mister Arthritis.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm I'm with you. By the way, uh, 538.com had an interesting article about Bell, actually saying that the Jets signing of Bell was actually a, a decent move which is interesting because a lot of times these news articles are like, oh, well, that that was a bad thing to do. Yeah. And the point was that – I forgot the numbers, but it, the, there's a certain number of career carries that running backs get at which they fall off on a yards per carry basis. And Bell is probably – I think it was 600 to 900 carries away from that still. Right. And his career yards per carry, you know, they showed his, and he was at like 4.5 or 4.6. I don't know what it is. You might be looking it up. But the average running back is 4.0, and then he starts to drop off. So even when Bell drops off from 4.5, he'll drop off to like four. So you're looking at two to three more good years out of Bell, and then he'll probably drop off when you have a, you know, I don't want to say Hall of Fame, but, I mean, he could have that path, right? Uh, He might have a Curtis Martin type or, you know, probably want to have a Frank Gore career because he's ageless, but he could have a long getting up to age 31 or 32 career if Bell could. And do very well for people, including dynasty owners. 4.3 yards a carry for his career. Is that
0: what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he
2: had a few bad – I think early on he didn't do as well, but I, the last couple of years I thought it was a little bit Um.
0: Actually – it, well, it was zero. Yeah, it was zero last year. Uh, <laughs> starting in 2013, it went from 3.5 all the way up to 4.7. Yeah, rookie
2: year was bad. Yeah. Right.
0: And then he had a pair of 4.9s. It actually dropped down in 2017 down to 4.0. Uh, but that was also the year he had the most catches of his career, eighty-five. Nice. Okay. Um, and and let's face it, we all know once his uh, once his yards per carry falls off, Dave, he's going to shift to a slot receiver, <laughs> and then become the greatest running back known to man. Yeah. Um, I have another. Th- I, I guess this is a quasi Steelers question. This isn't my fault because this is Joe in Minneapolis who uh, wrote us uh, uh, tonight, Ken. He writes, uh, with Oakland adding Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, and J.J. Nelson, would you draft Derek Carr as your starting quarterback if you waited until 10 or 11 were off the board? Congrats on your dynasty win. That is Joe in Minneapolis. Thank you for the email, Joe. Um, We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I know you're a little bit nervous about the Oakland offense. If uh, you didn't have a
1: quarterback, there was 11 of them off the board, would you make Derek Carr your starter, or is that still too early in your opinion? Uh, that's probably still too early for me to take Derek Carr. I think they're probably, at that point, probably still better options on the board. Um, I just don't, uh, you know, to me, Derek Carr is a slightly above average quarterback by NFL standards. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, he, he's somebody I wouldn't probably mind taking as my second quarterback uh, as a backup if I was going to carry two quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, maybe if it was the 13th round and I'm still needing a quarterback, I might take him.
0: Dave, you, uh, are you with him uh, on that? Is taking Derek Carr as a backup, but not your starter?
2: If it was in like the 20s, I, I, there's a lot of guys I like better than Derek Carr.
0: Really? Okay. A lot.
2: All right. Uh, Brady, Lamar Jackson, you know. Cam Newton. Dak Prescott, Cam. I mean, tons of guys there.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Jimmy
0: Garoppolo, you yeah, including in yeah. that? Um, I'm trying to think of another good uh, comparison here to. Uh, to Derek Carr here. I thought Garoppolo Stafford, was good.
2: Stafford. He's like in the Stafford range for me. Like, get, Darnold? Know. What about Darnold? I probably would take him over Darnold. Kirk Cousins? Uh, no, I, would take, you know, I think I would take Cousins. Cousins I haven't really thought about. Once again, you go back to the thing like, okay, Cousins, okay, apparently he sucks, but his receivers are all getting drafted in the late third round. It's like, what the hell is going on there? All right, let
0: me ask you this, the final one. Uh, right now, if you're drafting in a redraft tonight, would you take Derek Carr or would you take Kyler Murray?
2: Oh, I would take Murray.
0: They are both I like Murray. Go, they are both going at the 10-10 a of very, FFPC redraft. Get the redraft. Murray hype going, baby. So, well, I like, I what about gonna, Ken? What, Ken? what do you take? Ken, <laughs> who would
1: you rather have right now if
0: you're drafting in a redraft tonight, Derek Carr or Kyler
1: well, Murray? Well, I'll qualify. It depends on who drafts Kyler Murray um, and where he lands. If he lands in Arizona, uh, yeah, I'd probably take him. Uh, you know, That's a good situation uh, for him potentially, especially if they move on from Josh Rosen.
0: <laughs> you know what would be the most Oakland thing to do, Dave? You know, you, you get Antonio Brown, you trade for Antonio Brown, you sign Tyrell Williams, you sign J.J. Nelson, and then you go out and you Kyler Murray in the first round. Trade up for him? Yeah. Oh, that would be even better. <laughs> well, yeah. they
2: would have to probably. I read some tweet where it was – I forgot who it was, but they were saying that the the Raiders decided to do the Cleveland Browns plan for rebuilding, but then they accelerated it to this year. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw that <laughs> too. Year, I saw the same like, thing. Oh, wait. Yeah. True, let's just do it right
0: I, now. I, I want to say that that was, um, I can't remember who it was, but they said, like, yeah, that this is the exact same thing that the Raiders. The Raiders are doing the exact same thing the Browns did, only the Raiders got impatient a year too early and tried to accelerate it until now. So that, that was very funny and probably pretty accurate. All right, let's go to another, one more email here. John in Napomo, California, since the Bucks signed Peyton Barber and just drafted Ronald Jones last year, do you envision them drafting a day one or day two running back again this season, or can I just safely ignore All running backs on this team for 2019. Thank you so much for the email, John, in Napomo, California. You know, the Buccaneers are kind of a – they've been an interesting team here, Ken. You know, they they let Adam Humphreys go to the Titans. Uh, They trade Deshaun Jackson to the Eagles. They they have Godwin and Evans and obviously the 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 tight ends in Breit and and Howard, but the back yeah, super is,
2: sleeper Justin Watson
0: and Justin Watson from uh, Harvard Penn Penn excuse me I Too knew much it was that
2: dumpy I I, I knew knew Penn was, which is leagues behind Cornell by well, the way ex- obviously
0: in in <laughs> academics and football clearly
2: Ben Franklin didn't know crap uh, so I,
0: I I pose this to you I mean are you interested in any Tampa running backs I, do you think that there's a chance that they that they draft one in the first three rounds coming up at the end of April.
1: I think there's a chance they will. I think I have some interest in Ronald Jones. Uh, you know, I, I I have to think that um, he, he certainly can't get worse than he was last year. Um, and in the new offense that's going to be you know put in there with under Bruce Arians, uh, it's a very running back friendly uh, system. So I got to think he's going to he's going to have an opportunity to do well. So he's another one I'm really interested to see how the preseason goes with him. Uh, to see if, if he's able to take a step forward. Not that interested in Peyton Barber. I mean, he's he's kind of just a guy. Um, you know, he he doesn't really give you much upside. Um, and, you know, we'll see if they draft somebody. Uh, I'm not real big on the, on the running back class this year. I, I think uh, there's not a lot. You know, there's no, no big stars coming out of this year's draft, I don't think, from the running back position. Uh, so, yeah, I got some interest in Ronald Jones. I do too,
2: actually. I like Ronald Jones. I think – and he's – Pretty cheap in dynasty and redraft. I mean, both both situations. And with Arians, yes he actually said, "I'm interested to see what Ronald Jones can do." And I, I think, uh, why not take a shot at such a cheap price?
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of cheap prices, right now I can tell you that Ronald Jones in FFPC drafts going all the way down at the sixteen oh eight. You know what you have in Peyton Barber in Tampa. You don't know exactly what you have in Ronald Jones, and if you're going to sink a pick into it, sixteenth round seems pretty good to me.
2: I bet your Barber is going after Jones.
0: Uh, I will tell you right now, Dave, that Peyton Barber is going at the
2: twenty ten. There you go.
0: So you are one hundred percent correct. So-called on that. starter
2: is going four rounds later.
0: But I mean, I, I think there's a whole uh, there's a there's a, a FOMO. Aspect to this here, Dave And, and I think that if you, if you Miss on Peyton Barber and he hits Okay, whatever, but if you miss on Ronald Jones And he hits, that's one you might regret A little bit more
2: I'd like to, you know, I'd like to hear a story about Ronald Jones looking you know, Rocked up or doing something great Man, I I, 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 The stories. rocked up thing Where's is over the rocked right up story? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care that I know that, that didn't work out for McCaffrey last yeah, year Because he looked rocked up and then he, what did he do? He went out and just destroyed all fantasy uh, I, I just I, – you know, maybe we'll get something
0: like that once minicamps start and everything and, and Ronald Jones actually looks good on the football field. That's what I want to see. I know he's in shape. I know he's fast. I know he's shifty. My two questions, can he play football? Can he catch passes?
2: Can he play football? That's important.
0: Can he play football is, is highly that's important. That's
2: my most important part.
0: Can he catch passes might be more important <laughs> for me.
2: PPR. Yeah,
0: that, that's that's sort of sort of I stand. Uh, listen, we've uh, we've been very – um, uh, lucky to keep Ken on this long. One more question before we, we let him go, Dave.
2: All right, Ken, this is how Eric and I determine uh, the guys that we end up liking or not. We just use all of our guest information. So we need a player <laughs> going to be staying away from early or in the early rounds this season, and we need a sleeper because we are not very
1: good at this. We need someone who's going to break out and uh, any help you can give us, we appreciate. Well, I think for me, I, we've already talked about probably two guys I'm staying away from the early rounds at Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um, so, I, you know, I think we've already talked about them quite a bit. But I think you know, they'll probably still be overdrafted based on their new situation, particularly Bell. Uh, I just can't see myself drafting him in an early round.
2: There you go. All right, so that's, I, that's I, I'm was. with
0: you on that. I, 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 you know, I get it. Um, and uh, as far as a sleeper, I, I know it's difficult because we're, we're so early in the season. But if there's a guy flying under the radar right now that uh, is going to be on a lot of your teams this year, Ken, who would it be?
1: Uh, I'd say Dalvin Cook is probably my number one sleeper. Uh, I think he's in, you know, Latavius Murray's gone. Uh, I think he's he's another year removed from his injury. I think uh, he could have a big season.
0: Dave, I know you like uh, – I, I shouldn't say you like him, but I know you own Dalvin Cook in at least one dynasty league. Are you? Uh, that's right.
2: I own him in Carrington, Bucky. Oh,
0: Carrington. is that what that, – yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what that is uh, with uh, with you and I in that league. So are you on board with uh, Dalvin Cook
2: having a big 2019? Just where's, curious. Where's being, yeah, I like, I like Dalvin Cook. Where's he being drafted?
0: I can tell you right now that Dalvin Cook in FFPC – now since – this is since free agency started, if I have not made that uh, – um, Abundantly clear. Dalvin no Cook is going at the two ten.
2: Two ten. Okay, so I guess three or He's going
0: ahead of Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette. He is going behind Joe Mixon, David Johnson, and Nick Chubb.
2: That seems like a pretty good spot for him because you know he is a pedigree back, so he's not like Damian Williams, who's not a pedigree back, and he, he catches right. passes. The offense is pretty solid. I you, know, I, I like him for sure. That's nice. All
0: right, all
2: right. I, I'm totally with you on that, and I'm totally with.
0: Ken Ford tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Great stuff from you, Ken. I really appreciate you hopping on the, uh, the show tonight and talking a little dynasty with us. I wish we could have got into the rookies more, um, but uh, time is a flat circle. I'm sure we'll get into it in the future. Hopefully we can have you on again. Best of luck to you in 2019 and in all your leagues. Good luck repeating in that 750 number three, and enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks again.
1: Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. And just uh, you know, I just want to give a big thank you to you guys for running one of the best league. I uh, want one of the best fantasy football uh, organizations out there. Uh, you guys are top notch. Yep.
2: Thank, thanks a lot. Hey, Bucky, put that down for our testimony. All right, Tess. It's always you. been fun trading emails <laughs>
1: with you over the years. It's so nice to talk with you,
2: actually. To put a voice with a with an email address. <laughs> yeah, no, always, whenever, I, whenever I read your email, I'll envision your voice in my ears.
0: Ken, be good, there man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon, especially when we get Antonio Brown out the Planet Hollywood for the FFPC. show. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh,
1: see you there. Thanks, guys. Uh, all
0: all right, right. Thanks. Ken Ford, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopping on the uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. A uh, winner of um, numerous Dynasty Leagues, Football Guys Players Championship, FFPC, Main Event Leagues as well, Um, and uh, former six-figure champion. We won back in 2008. Now, I know you don't want to talk about NFFC, but we won primetime. Exactly. We won primetime in 2008. He won the classic in 2013. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's really good. But I mean, that Why we Why you won- just
2: mention it on air? So you're gonna mention it now.
0: I, I did mention it on air. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening. Did, no, but I mean, you didn't uh, mention we,
2: the brand. You didn't mention their name. You I know.
0: absolutely did.
2: Oh, well, then I wasn't listening. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, but we won the primetime, right?
2: Yes. And the
0: classic was the 14, right?
2: Yes. Um, just to be clear, so everyone knows, I was the one who drafted the 2018. Yes, but <laughs> I. But here's the thing. I'm just messing around I,
0: he, No, here's the thing. You here's, give all the
2: good free agent advice.
0: I don't know about that, but I was the guy who was at a wedding the night you you drafted the team, and you called me that night from the wedding, and I was the one who said, hey, this sounds like a really good team.
2: (laughs) Thank you. So I feel
0: like I had integral input. Yes,
2: you did have plenty during the season. I'm just out of farting around.
0: Well, thank you so much. I... You you are a gentleman and a scholar. Let's move on. Uh, thanks to Football Guys, Rotoworld, and Rob for tonight's rundown. Let's lead it off with uh, some news hot off the press, Dave. This is something I think we should talk about, and it's Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God, it's Tyreek Hill. Uh, according to um, Brooke Pryor and Steve Vockrott of the Kansas City Star, he is being investigated for alleged battery. Now, I'm going to go through the details as posted on the Kansas City Star. As of the taping of this show, no charges have been filed against Tyree Hill, but police in Overland Park are investigating. Tyree Hill's son was injured in the alleged battery, and he actually broke his arm. A police report that the Kansas City Star obtained, dated yesterday, uh, it's unclear when when this actually happened, but the police report was dated yesterday. Uh, Crystal Espinal. Who was Tyree Kill's fiancee is mentioned in the report, and she's been in con- contact with police, according to the Kansas City Star. Uh, if you remember, Tyree Kill was kicked off the Oklahoma State University football team in 2014 following a domestic violence incident against the same Crystal Espinal, who was pregnant at the time. He pled guilty to domestic assault and battery by strangulation. Uh, this is something that the Chiefs are going to have to deal with fresh off their Kareem Hunt nightmare of last year, Dave. Now, even if this all comes up clean from the legal aspect for Tyreek Hill, the NFL uh, knows no bounds in suspending players. Your early thoughts on this as this just broke,
2: what, maybe four hours ago, five hours ago? Yeah, a few hours ago. And, it, by the way, in FFPC Dynasty, leagues, Hill's been getting dealt uh, frequently. So, if, this is, Can you talk about some of the deals that, that you've seen thus far for him? Yeah, I'll go through those in a second. Okay. Actually, I'll talk about a few things, but – I just want to say that if you're not playing Dynasty and you're listening to this, why not? Because Dynasty is so fun. Not that it's fun to have this news happen, but things happen and actually, you know, players' values increase or decrease. And you're kind of just, you are missing out on a whole other aspect of fantasy. Whole anyway. other. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll allow that because you're the, you're the major of Just looking out
0: for you, man. Linguistics and Just whatnot. looking out for you.
2: Uh, so anyway, um, anyways, <laughs> so I'm going I'm to miss, I'm going to miss. <laughs> so anyway. No comment. So what I tell them is, is I say... This is great.
0: This is great. I'm so glad I mentioned it now.
2: Um, so he'll, you know, I think that you have to reserve judgment a little bit. Okay. I know the NFL wants to. If he's not listed in the three fourteen report, only she's listed in the three five report. From what I understand, the police declined to prosecute. It doesn't seem like he's involved as officially. Right. I know that that the problem with Kareem Hunt was that he lied to the team. So that, that's that was the issue.
0: That's a huge issue. Yeah.
2: Having said all that, I mean, I don't. I mean, are the Chiefs going to cut their play Are they going to cut their way to a championship? No, they're not. Are they going? Are they going to cut Hunt? What if What if Mahomes gets involved in a drug Mahomes gets a drunk driving, or he's going 110 in his Lamborghini on the Kansas be, City highway? It would have to be more serious but offense saying, than or that. Or then he crashes it into a a, a know, person. Sure, sure. And yeah. they and they live right. You know, this is you know it's all speculation and all BS. But it's not even speculation. It's, it's just yeah, us making stuff just, yeah, up. Yeah, making stuff yeah. up. Fine. But I'm just saying, like, you can't. People do stuff. Sometimes they do stuff that's not the best. And by the way, this—it seems like maybe their relationship isn't meant to be. You know, that's a whole other story. Right. But anyway, whole other story. That's right. It's a whole other story. <laughs> and uh, that's that's a whole other story. So do you want me to read off a few trades? <laughs> so, what
0: has he been going for in FFPC dynasty leagues since this news broke, Dave?
2: Um. So you know, those mentions I get right now are all about these tweets I've I, I,
0: I have. About. I have no doubt. Yes.
2: So I'm looking it up. One second. One. To me, the most egregious trade that was the least value, the worst one, he went for the 109. The 109. Tyler, go for the 109. I thought that was not definitely not enough. And then a similar trade that went down right around that same time, he went for Robbie Anderson, Sony Michelle, the 109, and a 2022nd. So that that was more normal. And then um, not that much normal. Well, I mean, there's a lot. Sony Michelle. Okay, he went for in addition to 109, he went for included Sony Michelle, Robbie Anderson, a 2022nd. I get it. Yeah. Then he went for uh, Albert Wilson in two 2021st. Woof. Uh, Watkins, AJ Green in a 2019 305. Interesting. Geis and Ebron. I thought that was underselling him, but anyway. Uh, and then uh, the 106 in a 2021st. So like two first rounders is yeah. kind of the price. On the those are the trades that are getting executed. I have no idea all the trades that are getting turned down. Right. That I feel like the trades I'm seeing are people selling him for too cheap. Yeah. So far. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that one. Uh,
0: anything else on Tyreek Hill? What would you be looking for in your dynasty leagues right now? If you're, you are actually looking to acquire him right now.
2: Yeah, actually I, I want them, I think in four out of the eight leagues I'm in and I'm trying to get him in the rest and, uh, right. I sent out, They get a separate, monopoly. Yeah. And yeah, no one's responded to the trade offers because people are, it is Friday night. Yeah. you Check your email.
0: Well, I'm just saying it's Friday night. So get it too.
2: on your phone or whatever.
0: Well, whatever. I, I, just,
2: I sent it three hours. Ago.
0: People have lives. <laughs> The Ravens have agreed to terms with running back Mark Ingram, who was with the Saints last year on a three-year, $15 million contract, according to Adam Schefter on Twitter. Now, the Saints decided that they were going to sign Latavius Murray to go with Alvin Kamara this year instead of Mark Ingram. He spent his first eight years of his professional career in the Big Easy. Uh, the Ravens were the most run-heavy team in the league after Lamar Jackson took over for Joe Flacco last year. And you got to believe that Mark Ingram is going to see a uh, pretty heavy touch distribution, I would imagine, in that Baltimore offense. Alex Collins has been cut. Uh, Buck Allen is a free agent. It's Ingram, it's Gus Edwards, and it's Kenneth Dixon. Dave, we've talked about this off air. You love this landing spot for Mark Ingram's value.
2: Yes, Mark Ingram is a badass, and the Ravens are a badass franchise. It's it's a perfect fit. I just just think it really is – I, f- I feel like Ingram was, you know like, you know, like the Saints to me are a little bit like a finesse team. And yes. I, I feel like Ingram was just not the right fit for them. But I just feel he's such a – he's a lunch pail guy. I feel like he's a perfect fit for, like, the Steelers or the Ravens. And I just – I feel like this is just great for, them, for him.
0: Um. Well, let me ask you this. Your thought – I'm not
2: going to tell you right now.
0: Where would you take him in an FFPC best ball? Single year. Where would you take him?
2: I would take him in the early third. I, I know he's going later than that, but I think he's going to move up. All tomorrow. right. Where do you think he's going? Uh. Early – well, but this, this just happened. So where right, he's going is not really but, I'm, but these all, well, okay. When did they happen? Yeah. Like yesterday? These drafts? Early 4th is where I was all right. So mm-hmm. he's probably now going, I would think he's going early.
0: He's going behind Devontae Freeman, Tariq Cohen, and Darius Geis. I'd rather have him than Geis. I, I
2: don't think he is anymore, but okay. All right. I got you.
0: And he is uh, going ahead of Jarek McKinnon, Josh Jacobs, and James White. That makes sense. Okay. Moving on. Talk about Odell Beckham here. Because the Browns have acquired him in exchange for a first-round pick and a third-round pick in this year's draft, along with safety Jabril Peppers, who is a 2017 first-round pick from Michigan. This is according to Mer- Mike Garofalo on Twitter. He is 26 years old and in the prime of his career. Giants get the 17th overall pick in the draft and the second of the two Browns' third-rounders, number 95 overall. Jabril Peppers, solid player, not a dominant player. And it's weird because uh, the GM of the Giants, Dave Gettleman, actually just signed Odell Beckham to a contract extension less than seven months ago saying he didn't sign him to trade him, and then he traded him. Uh, the Browns have Odell Beckham now along with Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Dave, uh, I, 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 I'm, you know, I look at how people are reacting to this trade on Twitter facebook and in real life and i'm reminded of when lebron james signed in miami to go along with Dwayne wade and chris bosh and they had this big flowery introduction and lebron said how many championships are we going to win not one not two not three not four not five not six not seven he kept going up people are crowning the browns man they are and (laughs) justly i don't know um but to be the man you got to beat the man they haven't beat the man yet I don't want to get crazy on this. I think you and I also have differing opinions from a fantasy standpoint on the value of these players. Talk a little bit about what kind of numbers you think Odell Beckham puts up this year. Is he the number one receiver overall in fantasy? How close does he become to that? And what does it do to the rest of the players I mentioned as far as Chubb and Hunt go? And we'll get into the suspension for Hunt. But as far as uh, Landry and Njoku go as well.
2: Oh, uh, you know, I, I like Beckham quite a bit now, and I, I've not been. I've never been a where is a he on the from, flake scale for you? Yeah, he's like a two or two and a half. Okay. He's, he's on a like, scale of zero to ten. Zero, like five.
0: Okay. I was zero. Say. Or,
2: no, first actually one. First is like the worst. He's
0: a first-degree flake.
2: Yeah, he's not a first-degree flake. He's like two and a half. Okay. Uh, he's a little flaky. Uh, I, I, as far as number one receiver, I do like Hopkins. I like Julio too. They're all pretty close. They all have good quarterbacks throwing to them. Um, what about Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas? Yeah, they, they're also very good players. I guess I'm trying to
0: pin you down as to how you rank Beckham uh, among those upper echelon receivers right no, now. They're,
2: I, they're, all, they're all very close to me, I guess. I would probably take Beckham either one or two with Hopkins. I mean, it's pretty tight. Since,
0: since the trade, Hopkins and Adams are going number one and two. Beckham is now three. Yeah. Beckham has moved up to the two oh one and I, I, I believe that he will be firmly found at the end of the first round by the time we get to the main event.
2: It makes sense because you know, Mayfield's an up and comer. The offense is gonna be really tough to stop. I just I, I'm I i can not understand how defenses are gonna play this team when you have Nick Chubb who can clean him we, we showed him uh, doing the power clean of four hundred and five pounds and just tossing around like it's nothing. Right. I mean that guy is super strong. You cannot stop Nick Chubb with six guys in the box. So you can't be playing nickel and dime all day long, but on the same token, you have to cover Beckham. You have to cover Njoku and and you have to cover uh, Jarvis Landry. I mean, it's just crazy. So it's, it's going to be super tough to to stop this team. I think they're going to be an elite offense and going toe to toe with Teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots for scoring the most points in the in the whole AFC. Ross Guy wants to know, Baker Mayfield, is he a top-five
0: quarterback this year? I think year? so, yes.
2: Is he a top-three quarterback this year? Uh, you know, I, if I had to guess, I'd say four or five, just because I'd, I'd have to look at Mahomes. I mean, uh, and then, there, you know, just people creep up in there. You just don't know who it's going to be. I mean, Matt Ryan was there last year, and maybe he stays around there. Maybe not. I'm going to be generous with you right so, now. There's Rodgers. I mean, there's Russell Wilson. Although Russell Wilson has zero, you know, he has Lockett.
0: This may be a mistake on my part.
2: I feel all right offering it because I
0: feel like the odds favor me. Are
2: we going to offer a, a Carrington trade on air?
0: No. Oh, shit.
2: I, mean, I, have,
0: I have five on Baker Mayfield finishing outside the top eight quarterbacks this year. All right, I'll take it. All right. So I got five on Baker Mayfield being nine or below um, as far as fantasy points go. Uh, and you have uh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. Five on it? <laughs> Great.
2: Thanks. <laughs> I got five, I it. if you want me to be animated about the four hundred and forty fourth I got five hundred but I'll try better next time. We will, uh,
0: we're going to reveal those, uh, in a little bit as far as, uh, where we ended up on that.
2: How long is this show going
0: to go? Uh, I know. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> Golden Tate has just signed a new contract with the New York football giants four years, $37.5 Show him the money. They did. Adam Schefter says the deal includes a $23.5 million in fully guaranteed money. Uh, what the hell are the giants doing, Dave? Because they trade Odell Beckham, they sign Golden Tate. He's going on 31 years old. Uh, it seems like They he don't still, know how to rebuild. It, it seems like they're still making plays, but now he's catching passes from Eli Manning. You look at Golden Tate, what do you think his fantasy prospects are this year? Is this a player you, as Farrell Elliott would say, is this a player you want to be in business with?
2: Yeah, I really like Golden Tate's value, and I like the fact, from his perspective, that they're paying him that much money. I'm sure he and his agent both like that as well. Uh, Eli's terrible. His agent, Jerry Maguire. Nice. <laughs> You last terrible, but you know who is he competing with? Retired Shepard, who continually underperforms. He Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, uh, Ingram, who's now going to be in his third year, and he'll probably do pretty well. He'll be a red zone player. But it, you know, you, it's weird because you acquire another slot guy. So who's going to play outside? Are they going to draft someone, or is Tate going a go outside? I don't really understand that at this point. Uh, but Tate Man, is. Like think ta- Dave Gettleman understands. He's a very it talented. He's a talented wide receiver, and I think that they just said to themselves. Gentleman said, "Hey man, I'm gonna get fired if I don't get like six wins here. So he's probably like, you know, let me find the be- the, the most the best wide receiver out there, and I'll pay him, and then we'll just see what the hell happens. Uh, and Tate's a good player. He's a good he's a decent uh, locker room guy too, in spite of the Jerry Maguire, show me the money' thing on yeah. Twitter." I thought that was just funny. He's being cheeky. Well, we were talking about this. I, I did the morning show
0: on the uh, BJ and the Bear on The Score, which you can hear 6 to 8 a.m. Uh, on 95.3 and, and uh, I'm sure 1570. My, I'm sure many will. You can listen at thescorewi.com. Uh, you can actually download the podcast, which is out there right Thanks now. Thanks so much. We were talking about this this morning. Normally, I don't like these manufactured things on Twitter, you know, like whatever, and, right. and the stage stuff. That This I actually enjoyed. That's, well, this and, was fun. And
2: Miguel, that movie's been out for, it's been so long since. 20 back. plus years, right? Yeah, it's now classic. It's like a yeah.
0: classic thing. Uh, the Saints agreed to terms with Latavius Murray, who was with the Vikings last year. <laughs> Excuse me, four years, $14.4 million. Hey,
2: we all get puberty eventually, Bucky.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I mean, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, Latavius Murray, not as, as big of a banger as Mark Ingram, but what are the chances he finishes as a top 25 running back this year? Now that Ingram's gone and, and you don't want to overwork Kamara if you're the Saints, is Latavius Murray a sneaky top twenty-five running back?
2: You know, it's interesting. He he, if they use him the same way that they use Ingram, Murray really has some upside. And you, and I, you always think of Murray as this you know backup player uh, that always was almost almost good. Right. Never was quite good. He always had those great metrics, and he's this late round pick. Um, he might actually if he he could actually emerge as something. I don't think he's gonna be top twenty-five. But he's worth probably being where he's taken. Wherever he's being taken, he's probably worth that pick. Take a guess where he's being going. Round, round wise. After this, now when When are they? Right after this, yeah. Eleventh,
0: tenth, twelfth, ten. All
2: right.
0: So end of the twelfth round. I thought I think that was gonna be like five rounds off. So that, I'm actually that, glad that, I was. Yeah, no, you're, you're. listen. You're dialed in, man. You are dialed in. Uh, the Kareem Hunt thing. Let's talk about that. The NFL have suspended him eight games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Congratulations on your second. I got five on a win of the season. What was the first? Woo-hoo. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but Kareem Hunt suspended eight games. It was expected to be at least six games, so obviously this is not a surprise. The Browns are not surprised. Kareem Hunt is not fighting it. Um, I, I look at this um, uh, from a couple of ways, Dave. Number one, how does this affect your Nick Chubb analysis, knowing that he is going to be rode upon heavily, heavier in the first half of the season than he
2: will be in the second half? But they still have Duke Johnson. It probably won't be a big deal. Trying to trade him. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I think that, I think Chubb's going to be a workhorse back. When, even when Hunt comes back, maybe he'll lose a little bit, but I, I, it doesn't affect it much. Uh, I, already, I already had it kind of figured out that that was where he's going to be about eight games.
0: Going at the 206 right now. You think that Chubb, changes? Yeah. This is, this is pre Kareem Hunt suspension. It, it
2: shouldn't. I think, it, I mean, I don't know why it would
0: Okay, so 206 seems right to you.
2: To me, I mean, maybe he moves up to the 204, but it seems about where he should be, where he will be.
0: Are you concerned if you draft him at the mid-second? Are you concerned with Kareem Hunt kind of screwing things up for you later on in the season?
2: I, you know, if you're going to draft him there, you should not be, because if you're if you can't think eight weeks ahead, I mean, how do you do your taxes every year? I mean, it's not that hard. So no. So you, so would I'm sorry, you? I'm gonna turn my. Whatever, man. Leave it on if you need to. Um,
0: it, would you take him in the mid-second round then, knowing I, this?
2: I would probably – I would consider him in the mid-second.
0: If you did not see him power clean that on, on Twitter, would you right. still take him in the mid-second? No. I mean, ah, there you go. I knew,
2: I knew there was a reason. If, you know, you, you see a, a, a boss lift like that, bulk, you got to draft him. I, I would actually – you know, I'd be interested in taking Ertz or Kittle in that spot if I took a wide receiver early, if I'm going to go wide receiver heavy. I still think Kareem Hunt's going too high in drafts. And where's he on? 6-0-8. Yeah, now, I, oddly enough, I don't think this affects Chubb much because he can only go up so much, right? right? But I think it affects Hunt a lot. For some reason, once it's out there, it's like, oh, my God. Now, wow. And I, I bet he'll drop two rounds because people were taking, inexplicably taking him for some reason, not knowing he's being been suspended. Uh, real
0: quick, before we get to the I Got Five on it recap, Mint Montana chiming in in the chat. Uh, Dante Moncrief, 25 years old. He says he's buying. There's a ton of touchdown upside in that offense, and he thinks he's going to be the wide receiver, too, in Pittsburgh. Right now, uh, Dante Moncrief, you don't have to take him until the 22nd round of FFPC Best Balls. I think I alluded to this earlier. He's going to move up a bit. Okay, that's fine. But even if he moves up a bit, I still want to grab him.
2: All right. Mint Montana's is I guess. Who
0: would you rather take, Dante Moncrief or James Washington, if you only have one? I would take Washington. Because of because the draft Monc- capital
2: from last season? No, because Moncrief has proven over the year over year over year over year that he sucks. And Washington has proven over one year that he might suck. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, mean, I get it, it. It, it. Every year, I know, granted, Moncrief went to a crappy team, but it's like, when is, when is this guy who's supposed to be good ever going to be good? I really would like to know. Well, how many, what's his highest receiving yards for his career? Like 700 a year, like five touchdowns. What is that? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I, maybe he has a, how many players have had year six break? Is this a six year? What's <laughs> I Six don't, year breakouts. I mean, yeah. how many are there? Yeah, there's, there's very, and maybe few. he does. I mean, it's, it's, it is possible that he does have a super late breakout. I just don't want to play those odds of having that. I just don't, I don't want to do it.
0: Uh, I'm totally with you. And um, we'll we'll get into this in a little bit, but um, Josh Norris and Sigmund Bloomer on the football guys couch this week on the couch. And they're talking about Hakeem Butler from Iowa state, the rookie receiver. And this is a guy I've, I've really grown to like over the last couple of weeks from a dynasty purpose. And you know they were talking about, all oh, this he looks great, and then they said, yeah, he looks just like Martavis Bryant the way he glides out there. And I'm like, dude, don't say that.
1: <laughs> I like, like, like even, even if that's that? a
0: compliment, don't don't say it. I don't want to, you know. Come on, man. Uh, this will be Moncrief's sixth year. All right. In the NFL. Well,
2: show, he, how old are his highlights?
0: Bob? Year two, 64 catches, 730 yards, and six touchdowns. Wow, two, so three years. That ago, was his best year
2: with Andrew Luck.
0: Technically, that was four years ago. Was
2: that luck on somebody else, right? I don't know. Or whatever. Curious. doesn't
0: matter. Let's get to the I got <laughs> five on a recap. So for anybody who's interested, you can go to hsfFhour.com and get real-time updates on this. Now, Rob has already updated uh, the board uh, at uh, com. We're going to go through all the bets we made. This is always one of the most fun parts of the show this year. And I believe there are 36 wagers we need to plow oh through here. Yeah, it's going to be painful for one of us. All right uh starting off march 16th 2018 jordy nelson scores more or less than 164 fantasy points this past year i said under dave you said over he scored 139.9 that's
2: closer that's pretty close
0: decent uh, amount but i still get the win uh march 22nd jimmy graham over or under eight touchdowns in 2018 i said under you said over it. he had two i win that one Evan, hands down. Yeah, May 4th, Evan Engram, over or under 205.6 FFPC points. I don't understand where he came up with 205.6, but whatever. I said under, you said over. He ended with 105.2. Jesus, I'm getting crushed. Uh, May 4th, that same day, more FFPC points. Jordy Nelson or Martavis Bryant? Obviously, we know Jordy Nelson had 139.9. That's who I had. You had Bryant. He had 47.9. Win for me. 0-4? You're 0-4 thus far. Uh, more FFPC points last year. I had Randall Cobb, who had 84.6. You had your boy, DJ Moore, 150.9. Congratulations, you were on the board. Finally. Naheem Hines on May 17th. Is he a top 25 running back? I said yes, you said no. He missed out by four points, Dave. Oh, that's awesome. He finished as RV 29, so you win that one. Congratulations.
2: All right, just real quick, you know what's funny is that just seems like it seems like Heinz had a crappy year.
0: And he finishes RB29. You know what I'm yeah. It's crazy. Something to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as you uh, go in these drafts this weekend. More FFPC points last year. I had Derek Henry, 191.9. You had Alex Collins, 114.6. More FFPC fantasy points per game. This is a fun little wager we had. I had Jameis Winston, who averaged 23.6 points a game. You had Andrew Luck. Remember, we put in points per game because we are like, well, will Luck get hurt or, you know, whatever. Right. And Andrew Luck I had 25.3. You actually won that one. Now, I, I computed this, too, after Rob posted this. I'm like, well, throw out that one really crappy Winston game where he threw the four picks and got lifted early. You still would have won. So it didn't matter. All
2: right. All
0: right. All am at, two and six an hour? Uh, you have three wins, Okay. July sixth, Will Fuller higher than wide receiver thirty four this season. Uh, he finished sixty ninth. I said he'd finish higher than thirty four. You said he'd finish lower than thirty four. Congratulations. That However, was, that was easy. At the time of the ACL tear, he was wide receiver twenty two. That was easy. So I will say that you needed the the injury to to get that well, one.
2: Well, of course, we all knew that was coming. Remember who I said? Hey, you
0: know who you should take as the running back three last year? It's Saquon Barkley. So we wagered. Who's going to score more FFPC points? My RB3, Saquon Barkley, who had 361.6 points, or your RB3, David Johnson, who had 238.8. I won that one.
2: More Scott
0: Fishbowl points. The Scott Fishbowl. Why don't we
2: bet McCaffrey instead?
0: Because we got in a discussion about Barkley versus Johnson.
2: Right, more
0: Scott Fishbowl points last year. Uh, I had twenty one fifty five point eighty two on my team. I'm
2: going here. You
0: so had um,
2: <laughs> 70. <laughs>
0: so i won that one more ffpc points here's here's you get some dignity back i said rashad pennywood he had 69.8 you said kenya drakewood he had 193.7 congratulations more ffpc points on july 11th uh we made this wager i said mike evans who had 257.8 you said larry fitzgerald who had 172.4 i won that one uh Tavon Austin finishes as a top 45 running back. We made this on August 10th. <laughs> oh, man. I said no. You said yes. He finished as 110. You guessed it, RB87. Oh so my I won that one.
2: This is it. I might have to get my wallet out here. September 21st, more points
0: in the FFPC for the season. I said Rex Burkhead, who had with 41 and a half. You said Sony Michelle who had 136.1. You won that one. That
2: wasn't even very impressive out
0: of All right, now we'll get into the, playoffs. the weekly stuff. We'll fly through this. Week four, Austin Eckler or Jay Ajayi. I had Eckler, who had 13.6. You had Ajayi, who had 11.1. Week five, I had TJ Yeldon, who scored 26.2. You had Joe Mixon who scored twenty and a half. I won that one. Damn it. Same week. I had Philip Lindsey who had eleven point one. You had his teammate Royce Freeman who scored seven point seven. So I won that one.
2: Oh my god.
0: Uh week five, this is a fun little one. I said Will Fuller, who had three and a half, you won with Adrian Peterson going six point two. So congratulations <laughs> on that one. October twelfth, I said Jimmy Graham would score a week six touchdown. He didn't. You won that one. More FFPC Week 8 points. I said Jared Cook with 19.4. You said Rob Gronkowski with 8.8. I took that one home. Um, I, said, I don't know how we came up with this one. I must have been drunk. October 26th. More, I wish mean,
2: I've been drunk for all these other ones. Apparently. More
0: Week 8 points. I said Raheem Mostert, who had 1.8. <laughs> You said T.J. Yeldon, who had 16. You won that one. Wow. More week nine points. I said Robert Woods with 12.5. You said Juju Smith-Schuster with 14.8. Congratulations. Wow, it wasn't a very big victory. If you remember this one, I don't know if I was drinking this week or whatever. This is the Latavius Murray week. Do you remember this week? November 2nd. <laughs> I don't know. I said Latavius Murray was going to go crazy, and I bet you that he would—
2: We like five bets. Yes. Right? Okay.
0: I bet you that he would outscore Alex Collins, Deion Lewis, Tevin Coleman— Lashawn McCoy, Peyton Barber, and Dalvin Cook.
2: Just, just okay. By the way, that's a whole big mess of garbage I took. There. <laughs> right. Dalvin Cook and a bunch of crap.
0: Right. Now I, Mur-
2: please tell me what Murray had.
0: Murray had eleven point seven. Okay,
2: so I got a shot here with some of these.
0: All right. So okay. I owe, I beat you with Alex Collins with ten point nine. All right. You beat me with Deion Lewis twenty two point two. All right. You beat me with Tevin Coleman thirty two point six. You beat me with Lashawn McCoy. Oh no, I beat you with six point nine Lashawn right. McCoy. Two, to two I beat you with Peyton Barber All right. six. And then you beat me with Dalvin Cook, 14.9. Yeah, 3-3. Three three. So there I'm you
2: go. I'm trying to make up some ground here.
0: Here's the fun one. Remember Jimmy Graham broke his hand? And uh, we were talking uh, yeah. about who's going to score more points the rest of the season. Pick a tight end. And you said, how about James O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> and I said, okay. Versus Graham. And Graham played through it. So he had 36.6 the rest of the way. James O'Shaughnessy, 11.2. <laughs> so I won that one. <laughs> Damn.
2: That's pretty funny. That yeah, was so funny. Took like the worst possible guy. Right. P- pretty much. Okay. okay uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day! Thank you, Happy
0: St. Patrick's Day, James O'Shaughnessy, for winning me the bets and losing the wager to Dave Guttersack. <laughs> Tariq Cohen, nice. eight points in week eleven. I had him. You had Marlon Mack, thirteen point nine. Congratulations. November twenty third. More week point. More week twelve points. You gave me Baker Mayfield plus five versus right. Russell Wilson. Right. Mayfield had twenty eight and a half. Yikes. Russell Wilson twenty five point three. Oh, I won man. that one. All right, this is an unfortunate one for you. I'm getting crushed. You're not getting crushed. More week 15 points. I had Adam Humphreys who had 6.3. You said Chris Godwin who had zero. What
2: a piece of crap. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't get it.
2: Godwin's off my board for 2019. All right,
0: so that was December 14th. Let's move on to the postseason. Only a few left here. Actually, three left here. Um, January 4th. (laughs) These are fun ones. Austin Eckler, over or under... 10 playoff challenge rosters.
2: <laughs> I, right.
0: I said under, you said over, he was on one. So I won that one. Darn it. Hunter Henry, over or under 35 playoff <laughs> challenge rosters. I said under, you said over, he was on five. So I won that one. Now, the playoff challenge, the total points, rather than total up our whole rosters, I, I, this is not going to be accurate. I threw out the guys who were duplicates on our rosters. And Fair enough. I came to a total of two hundred and ten for me, and you had a total of two ninety-four. Crushed me.
2: By the way, do I have CJ Anderson? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: And and he outscored Todd Gurley. So congratulations who was my Ram. So right. congratulations on that. So
2: that I, brings I don't want any more money for that.
0: All right. So so that was thirty six wagers we made this past season.
2: I think it was like fifty bucks.
0: Um no. Um I won that one, uh twenty one to fifteen.
2: Six? All right. So yeah. So oh, thirty
0: bucks, whatever um if anybody's been paying attention how are we doing on the years now for the years yes this this is what i was going to bring up you were up four to two on me i have narrowed the gap to four to three next week we begin season eight of the high stakes fantasy footballer which means we begin season eight of the i got five on it and
2: currently we have four wagers i'm actually by the way let me go ahead i'm glad you didn't we didn't because there was a number of years i won by like five or ten bucks and you killed me this year so actually, I would not say I killed you. Well, but, but you know, but anyway, I'm glad that you're doing it on, you know, like almost on a, yeah, like a skins basis, like in yeah, golf. Right? I think you, that, you won I, the hole. That's right? just a
0: better way to do it.
2: All right, after we uh, have the 18th year of this, so, you know, there'll be like a whole round right. of golf.
0: Now we already have just to bring everybody up to speed as as we close the show tonight. Um, we already have four wagers um, for for this year uh, in 2019, and two of them, Dave, have actually already been decided. Right. I alluded to this earlier. Um, that you won. We had a wager on the Kareem Hunt suspension. As yeah. I, I don't want to say as morbid as that seems, as ridiculous and insensitive as that seems. It's not our fault. Uh, he got suspended. I said that it would be more than eight and a half games. You said it would be less than eight and a half games, and it's eight. So congratulations, you win that one. The other wager we have was: Is Antonio Brown going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler at the at, by week one of the? Um, of the 2019 NFL season. I said, yes, he is. I am conceding that bet to you All
2: right. because
0: you said, no, he's not. So you win that one. So you are already up 2-0 on me. And to refresh everybody else, January 25th, we made a wager more FFPC points this year. Philip Rivers is who I have. You have Jimmy Garoppolo. And
2: Actually, you know what? Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. How come it's Jimmy Garoppolo and Mike Garofolo: Can't these Italian guys learn how to pronounce their names correctly? One of these guys is screwing it up. I
0: think we should talk to our resident Italian, Aaron.
2: Uh, Garofalo. I, have not, I actually yeah. had it as a note here. Garofalo. Oh, really? Yeah. What oh, the hell? Interesting. I'm going to ask Aaron about the Aaron, Name uh, our. Vowels, so we know. It. I'm going to ask Drew Maselli, too. All these yeah. guys, names and vowels. If, if you're an Italian, weigh on on this. Uh, yeah, please.
0: At highstakesfantasyfootball.gmail.com. Let us know. I love
2: my paisanos. I'm not Italian myself. Is but. it Jimmy Garofalo? <laughs> or Mike Garofalo. Or Mike Garofalo. I prefer Garofalo. It's easier to say. Yeah. So if he could just change his pronunciation, I, you know, I'd appreciate that. The
0: other wager we made two weeks ago, more fantasy points this season. I feel terrible about this given the fact that Ryan Tannehill has just been traded from the Dolphins to the Titans. I have more fantasy points in 2019 Corey Davis over your Mike Williams from the
2: Chargers. Why do you, why, why do you feel bad?
0: Uh, Because I don't
2: feel like they know
0: what they're doing in Tennessee on the offense there, that they're so trading they, for Ryan Tannehill. Do so
2: you have Corey Davis? So you I know, have
0: Corey Davis, yeah. Are
2: they going to start him over...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you saw Corey Davis. No, but the fact that they're trading for him, I just it just gives me the willies. I, I don't I don't like that at all. <laughs> He's a backup, right? I mean, for now. But I mean, you know that they're not falling in love head over heels with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. I don't, and this just amounts that even more. It's
2: five bucks. It's okay. I, I, I don't care about the money. <laughs>
0: it's just like making crappy wagers is what I have the problem. with well,
2: I have with. to pay you these thirty dollars. Yeah.
0: Well, when, whenever. That's I'm fine. gonna have to ask my wife for some money. That's fine uh i'll probably end up owing you after this season all right so thanks to ken ford to dave gerzak the ffpc rob Rice, and of course each and every one of you thanks so much for listening i know it's a busy time of year with uh with the march madness with college basketball with uh with everything that's going on there everybody who listened live uh mint montana wasp guy really appreciate it guys and uh, everybody's downloading streaming. We're on Spotify now. Uh, I think I said that last week, so that's awesome that you guys are downloading us there. Really appreciate that. Uh, go sign up for some Dynasty Orphans. Only nine of them left. Best Ball League, Superflex, uh, Double Ups all available. And, of course, Dynasty uh, Startups as well. This Your has been another episode now. of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. That was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.
1: I feel bad that, you know,
0: I I know you think that it's like, you know, six, six bets is like a... "Quote unquote massacre." I don't feel that way. <laughs> and I, I started off the season so strong last year. The fact that it was it was still only six at the end, it, it was tough to close you out. I guess is the point.
2: I just yeah. You know, and you're some, already
0: I, up two zero on me this season. I look
2: at some of these valuations like, what was I thinking? But you know,
0: a lot of them are for fun. Well,
2: <laughs> okay, they're all for fun.
0: <laughs> they are all all for fun, and uh, that's what I'm going to tell myself when i absolutely get destroyed this year hopefully Maybe give you
2: got 30 bucks so i do well, like, uh,
0: hopefully i can even it up though uh, okay. at, at I, four seasons to four we kick off season 8 next week it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun thanks for listening everybody enjoy your weekend